0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of the Travelmation podcast, where we want to help you in with all things travel, Disney, and more. Now, we are winding down our Disney Beginner's Guide today, Walt Disney World specifically, as we talk about the Magic Kingdom, the best, the first, the number one Walt Disney World theme park. So we're going to wrap that up. We've got news from around the world. And then stay tuned for the end if you want to win some special Travelmation swag for trivia with tim so all that is coming your way right now let's go hey
1: everyone it's time for what's new around the world first up major news Um, The cast of A Celebration of Festival of the Lion King is currently in rehearsals and they plan to debut in mid-May. So we obviously don't really know how this will look, but we know it will be socially distanced. And we are just so excited for a show and especially one this amazing to come back on stage. Tim, what do you have for us this week?
2: So my news uh, happens to be with Disney Cruise Line. So we've, we've known since 2019 that the new ship, the Disney wish is coming on board and it is expected to start sailing in the summer of 2022, but there will be a special 30 minute show on the Disney parks blog Thursday, April 29th at 11 AM. And it's going to detail a lot of the, um, just a lot of the new details that will be coming on the ship. There will be imagineers on this special appearances and, um, I'm honestly hoping we get some, maybe some dates as to when this will go on sale, so people can start booking it. Because if you know, Disney's already released, already released itineraries for the summer of 2022 for their other four ships. So hopefully we'll get be getting some details on how we can book the Disney Wish. So what you got, Austin? Well,
0: I definitely know people are going to be asking about it because I'm excited. Um, my news is from EPCOT as the final harmonious barges and specifically pyrotechnic barges have been positioned around the centerpiece ring so thank you walt disney world news today for posting that story it is pretty amazing and just as we were talk, we will talk about in this episode coming up that uh nighttime spectaculars are just amazing so i cannot wait for happily ever after to come back, and i cannot wait to see what harmonious is going to be like
1: and that's what's new around the world
0: all right, we are here for the beginner's guide to Magic Kingdom Park Numero Uno for Walt Disney World. I am joined by the wonderful Travel Nation Podcast team.
1: Hi everybody, it's Christina.
0: Hey guys, it's Tim. And guys, it is time to tackle the big dog. I'm not going to lie, I'm, I've been a little bit anxious about this one because, you know, each of our past 3 episodes beginner's guide to the other 3 parks, we were still hitting about 45 minutes. And those weren't Magic Kingdom. So I don't know about Correct. you guys. Are you guys nervous about this one?
1: <laughs> we'll see. Not maybe really. maybe we'll have to make it two parts. Maybe we'll...
0: We'll see.
2: Listen, we didn't think World Showcase was going to be two parts. <laughs> and that that happened in the moment.
0: Yeah. We'll see how well, this goes. I felt like I was like, I need to say this. And I don't know if this will be at the beginning of the episode or the end. It's coming now. <laughs> I Whenever I recommend Magic Kingdom to a client... Typically, I say you need two days Mm -hmm. to experience Magic Kingdom. And that's the only reason I was like, maybe this is a two-parter, but let's assume not. Let's assume this is your one day at Magic Kingdom. But I do think it's important to know that because the worst thing you can do, and this is our job as travel agents, is to frame reality for you as the client. We want you to know it is probably a bad expectation to think you can do all of Magic Kingdom in one day. So if you're headed there, you're driving to the parks right now, and that's what you're thinking, you're like, we're going to knock it out. You're probably not. So change that expectation, lower that bar a little bit, and just get half of Magic Kingdom right. Because there's a reason all of us love going back to Disney year after year after year. Or in Tim's case, month after month after month. And that's because there's always new things to do. And there's so much to see. So always don't overwhelm yourself into thinking, we're going to see it all. This isn't universal. This is the Magic <laughs> Kingdom. So as we started the last episodes, I'm super curious. As you guys start talking about Magic Kingdom to your clients, what is the first thing you tell them to do when they walk in the gates?
1: Oh, I don't know where to begin because the second you walk into the gates, it's like Main Street. In and of itself, is something that you need to just sit and watch for a while. Um, Hubgrass, isn't it
2: so? Isn't it so funny how COVID has changed like opening times? Like, yes. I mean, the term "rope drop" honestly doesn't really exist anymore. The way yeah. Disney has like when they reopened from COVID, they mastered the staggering of people. Like, yep. mm-hmm. in an unreal way, honestly, if you're there right now, because um, they don't want large groups gathering. So, um, I mean, it used to be like, get there, you're in the big group of people, they say go, and you're literally, you know, using your stroller to knock people out of the way to get the Seven Dwarfs mind Train. Just but, clipping um, ankles. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. It's like, to me, it's that fine line of, I mean, especially if you're talking a first-time visitor, it's the fine line of you have to take it in, like mm-hmm. the moment of yep. coming on Main Street, seeing the castle, but also hustling to your first attraction. That's <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I don't know, that's like a weird dichotomy, but that's just, I don't know, that's what I think. I honestly tell people like, you know, the classic Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, like that's, Absolutely. you know, that, That or Starbucks, you know, whatever's more important (laughs) to your soul.
1: Definitely, if you're a first-timer, you know, run to Fantasyland. Yeah. But if you're a second-timer, you know, even if it's your second day on your trip, on your first trip, I would say maybe enjoy that whole front area a little bit, whether it's Main Street, Hubgrass, get the coffee, shop through the Emporium. Um, There's a lot to do right there. There's some great photo ops. Uh, hang out around the castle that in and of itself, I think is an attraction and a must do. So if like Alston said, you're going twice on your trip, which you absolutely should, maybe the first time you can run to the rides. And then the second time you can just take it all in.
0: I would say, and I agree with you and I disagree with you at the same time because I'm so torn. And Tim, you said this uh, when you were speaking There's such an important piece, especially, and I'm trying to think back to my first time walking into Magic Kingdom. There's such an important piece of time when you turn that corner on Main Street for the first time and you see the castle doing everything that it was meant to do and drawing you into the park and drawing you down Main Street. And so I would say you guys are both right. You need to get to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because (laughs) that line multiplies by the minute. But even if you take 30 seconds and just pause, maybe get your castle picture on Main Street, you don't want to let that first moment go by, especially if you're there with your kids. Because then you're that parent that's like dragging them along. And I'm seeing like the kid being like dragged down the street. You have to have that moment where you just go like, wow, we are in Walt Disney World. We are in the Magic Kingdom. Appreciate the castle. Look around Main Street and then... You don't have to go in the shops. You don't have to go in Starbucks. Just pause there for a second. Maybe you cry. Maybe there's a slight tear that drips from your eye. I don't know. That
1: happens sometimes.
0: And then you go exactly like you guys said, straight to Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. Now, I will say, I feel like with COVID, the playing field has sort of been leveled a little bit. It used to be that Seven Dwarfs was the only one I think of first, but I feel like it's almost reset itself In the sense that that old school mentality, are you going to race to space or dash to splash? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's starting to come back. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, for sure. Well,
2: it's so funny. Like, I can't even think back to like park opening shows. Like, they're used to like pre COVID, the show, you know. There was the show that hopefully it'll return soon, but the show on the castle stage where the characters come out and they count down and little fireworks go off and, you know, yay, have a Mm -hmm. great day. And then even Um, before
1: that, the welcome show on the railroad. Oh, yeah. Before you actually can go in. I mean, those- Good times. Good times, yeah.
0: Yeah, I do feel like that's coming back, Austin, though. Oh, yeah. Well, we're talking about. Well, if, if that's the case, if you guys are right about the shows, I would- reset my entire answer and say watch both of those because they're really fun for sure and yep. maybe it adds five ten minutes to your line time but those are so fun and you don't want to miss those kind of spring to get to your first attraction absolutely
2: no i agree you know and it's funny too because pre-covid you had fast passes right so you'd have three a day yep and you might have a fast pass you know in fantasy land and then you'd have a fast pass in Tomorrowland, and then one in Adventure land. And so that's kind of what your day was built on a lot of times, mm-hmm. those big pieces. Um, but now, like, nothing drives me more insane in the Magic Kingdom than being on like Buzz Lightyear, which is literally on one corner of the park. Mm-hmm. And then somebody being like, hey, you want to go ride Big Thunder? It's like, <laughs> that's literally across the park. Um, and I feel like before we get into specific rides and attractions and food, like you guys said, the Magic Kingdom can be very overwhelming for guests. Yeah. Um, and so especially like if you've got two full days there, I would suggest maybe think of it in chunks. Like, yes. Like you guys That's said, good. like pick a land, like first morning, just knock out all the attractions in Fantasyland. Try to do that, you know, around by, by lunch or just after, like just choose that and then move on to Tomorrowland or something. And maybe you could like, you know, kind of chunk it out that way so you're not, Running around the park the whole day, right? You know what I mean. Yep. So that's a
0: great point because you can a cover point. a lot of mileage if you're constantly going back and forth land to land. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that will exhaust you for sure, especially if you if you have a stroller to park. Oh uh, yeah. Game over. <laughs> so, yeah. Rent the wheelchair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Drive around the park.
1: Yeah, definitely. I. I remember it's funny that you're saying that because I remember when fast passes were a thing we went to Disney on um on our baby moon so it was like a month before I was giving I was giving birth and our nothing fast
0: like walking around hot Florida 8 months pregnant, right? It was
1: August, so yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> gosh. But we stayed at the Ideal. contemporary on purpose so we could just walk back and forth. Well, not back and forth because I was pregnant, but I remember saying that like we were in Tomorrowland and we had a fast pass. I think it was at Pirates so in Adventureland and I said, "You know what?" I don't feel like walking over there. Can we just go back to the hotel? And Mm -hmm. my husband looked at me and goes, wow, you are tired. (laughs) Like, (laughs) because that's just not, that's not in me to, to do that because I don't care. I'll go land to land. I will go rope drop to, you know, the time they close. I love Magic Kingdom and I love spending long, long days there. Um, But yeah, when you're pregnant, sometimes it's just, it was not good. I'll never forget that.
0: Tim and I would be in big trouble if we said we could relate. We cannot. We We cannot relate. We have been there with pregnant wives, but we cannot relate personally. Correct. Nope. You are a rock star. (laughs) Way to go. Especially in August. August is when they make the most money on those spray fans. Oh, yeah. Totally. They missed you (laughs) while they're blowing you with hot air. It's awful. Those have never odds. changed
1: either. They're, they've are they been blue nope. for about 20 years. As, as long as I can remember, those have Nothing been. But the price
0: has changed. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's hit them. Let's hit, if you had to choose, and I know we were talking before, this is such a hard decision, choosing five attractions, right? But the reason we're doing this is like we said at the beginning, if you have to limit it down, if you have to narrow the scope what would the five attractions you guys would recommend to that first timer?
1: So I had an original list in our shared notes. I'm just going
0: to say, I see that Christina has edited something out of And
1: I did the edit list. because I did forget about something as we started. Uh-huh. So I'll get there, though. But my number one is Space Mountain. I love thrills. I love roller coasters. So that's the one for me in the park. The second one, very close second, is Thunder Mountain. Um, third is Haunted Mansion. Just a classic... Great theming, a nice break from the walking and the heat, Um, Buzz Lightyear, uh, Ranger Spin for the competitive person in me, and then Pirates, another classic, um, just awesome attraction. But yeah, I feel like you need a top 10. And I will say that I forgot about Buzz Lightyear, but it is one of my favorites. But I did have Tomorrowland Speedway, and I got a lot of flack for it um, (laughs) as my number four. (laughs) But the reason I did put Tomorrowland Speedway is because that's a new memory I have with my son that Mm. I never had before because I just don't go – I don't go on that ride very often. But now that we have a baby and he's old enough – well, he's not a baby anymore, but, you know, he's old enough to – or tall enough at least to ride that ride. And our last trip, he was able to ride that ride and he loved it. It was – you know, it's so fun. Even the smell of the gas, it's okay. He loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my number four before I put – in Buzz, but that's that's a hard list in Magic Kingdom. That is Kingdom.
0: tough. The one thing I like about the Tomorrowland Speedway, to give you some semblance of credit back for putting that one almost on your list, is right now, if you ride it, you can right. see Tron, yes. which is so cool. And I, that is like... And my, my son loves that ride, too. And if you guys can't, it can't picture this, it's like the classic attraction you even have at the fair where like your kids get to pretend like they're driving a car and really just bumping as hard as you can on the guided track. Um, but for some reason, kids love that ride to this day. They still love that one. But you get a yeah, great yeah. view of the Tron construction, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, you get a good view of, of a lot of things, I feel like. I like that it's just so open, and you can see a little bit of everything. So I do like it. And, of course, Tron, obviously. I forgot to mention that.
2: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, what are yours? So this list for me actually wasn't too hard. And um, surprisingly, there's no mention of uh, coffee or food location on my list, for wow. which is a change-up for good. me because um, we're in the Magic Kingdom, though. Right. Yeah. Um, All right, so I'm going Splash Mountain. That's my favorite attraction in the Magic Kingdom. Mm. Um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. People Mover. Nice. Number three. Nice. Big Thunder Mountain. And rounding it out with Pirates of the Caribbean, which I debated that one a little bit, Mm -hmm. only because I love the attraction so much better in California, in Disneyland. Yep. But if i think back to before i visited disneyland which wasn't until 2017 for the first time like before that like if i take that out of my brain like i still really loved pirates at the magic kingdom so i can't you know i can't hate on it too much so that's
0: my that's my five so that's a solid five yep and here's the thing guys if you you choose christina's list you choose tim's list you choose my list if you get all five of those done in your first day at Magic Kingdom, that's a great day. That's a great day. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. For sure. I used to think. I mean, when the crowds were at their peaks pre Park Pass reservations, you were lucky if you got three good attractions done in oh, one yeah. day, and those were just your fast passes. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Everything mine... else was bonus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I used to tell people. Like, just be glad you got those three, because if you're there on Christmas Day, they are walking you down one side of the street to go one way and walking you down the other, go the other way. It's awful. And now we
2: tell, now we tell our clients, just be glad you got a park pass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe what's what's going on right now. There are no park passes right. anymore. No, they're gone. They're gone.
0: Okay. My five, I'm going to say people mover is my number one, which mm. doesn't make any sense to you. If this, you're driving down there, you're like, I've never heard of a people mover. I've heard of space mountain. I've heard of splash mountain. The People Mover is my favorite ride in all of Magic Kingdom, and I don't have a great reason why other than I just love experiencing places, and so totally. I like to just chill and sit and enjoy being in the parks, being in a different place, and sometimes when you're on those thrill rides, like you you feel like it's started and stopped in 30 seconds. So the People Mover is probably, I want to say, like an eight-minute attraction where you're just riding a kind of skyway tram around Tomorrowland. But it's such a great just kind of people watching, chilling. Maybe you were able to sneak a snack onto it. that's Um, a pro move. Yeah. (laughs) That'll come up in pro tips. Yep. (laughs) But it is such a fun way just to experience and see all of Tomorrowland. And if you're there for the Instagram shots, which most of you are, then you get some really cool shots of the castle as soon as you come out of that turn right by. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like right after Space Mountain. Yep. So after you do that, just get your cameras ready. Um, next, after that, I completely agree with you, Tim. One of my favorite thrill rides at Magic Kingdom is Splash Mountain. And it's not because of that one, like classic, you know, Magic Kingdom, even Disneyland drop, you know, everybody does their favorite pictures there. But there's, it's, Uh, such a long ride for a thrill ride. I I think that one's eight minutes as well. And you get three drops and you just get to enjoy and you don't get soaked. Like that's the one thing I want to just debunk for those of you that are afraid to do splash mountain. It is not like the Cali river rapids or those rides where they're just like trying to soak you. They've designed these boats so that you're going to get wet. And sometimes I've gotten more wet than others, But most of the time, you're not going to get that wet. It's just kind of a cool uh, dampening of your clothes. So (laughs) it's it's fun. And if it's a hot August day, like when Christina was eight months pregnant, you are going to really enjoy that ride and it's going to feel great and you'll be dry in five minutes. Very,
1: very true. Yeah, it's not on my list just because I don't like the water rides that much, but it's a great ride that you should do anyway. Um, and like Alston said, you really don't get that, that wet on it. So it's not that big of a deal.
0: So Splash Mountain, then Space Mountain, which i still love Space Mountain. It's amazing. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a great ride. I, you know, Mm -hmm. it is, it's cool that it inspired all those famous movies and then the movies turned back and inspired the rides. It's so fun. Um, But then my last one is Main Street. Like, I really do just love being on Main Street. And if I have an hour left in the parks, I'm not headed to the thrill rides. I'm not headed to get food. Our favorite thing to do is just sit on Main Street, listen to my favorite score in the background and have a snack and just enjoy being in the parks. Um, There's nowhere other than Animal Kingdom and Main Street that I would just sit and just feel like, man, I just I love enjoying time here. That's Main Street. So it's a tough five, though. There's a lot of really great things that none of us mentioned. That's um, a good list, though. But yeah, there's 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 so much. There's so many good things at Magic Kingdom. Here's the thing. If you did every ride that was on the map, you're not going to go wrong. Every single <laughs> option that is on that park map is a good thing. I cannot think of one right now that I wouldn't recommend doing or at least trying once. What about you guys? Anything on your not do list?
1: Um, Astro Orbiter.
0: Oh, I love the Astro Orbiter. It's a
1: little too tight on the on the circle for me. It reminds it me. It does of, get going there. It reminds me yeah, of Mission does. Space a little. It's just Uh-oh. I can't do it anymore. I could five years ago. Yes, now these days. Honestly, no. the
2: uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway <laughs> is on my list.
1: <laughs> I my I kids
2: know. know I'm feeling really generous if I say yes to that one. Yeah.
1: Is it so, just the smell for you? What is it?
2: I don't know the smell, the banging left to right the whole time because nobody can keep those things straight. No, no adult, no child. Designed to do that, no. So I feel like a pinball that's breathing in like diesel fumes. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what I think about <laughs> when I think about that attraction. That's completely accurate.
1: Maybe the other so. one for me, even though it's a classic and it's very popular, is it's a small world.
0: Don't you say it? Wow. Don't you yeah. say it? Fighting words. The song, so. the
1: song, and the song, the song just gets in my head, and I just can't get the song out of my head. That's it. That's the only reason, though.
0: <laughs> I love it's a small world.
2: Well, we have to give a uh, we have to give a shout out to Adam Duckworth. Sure, an honorable mention of the Country Bear Jamboree. Nobody yeah. can have their Magic Kingdom day
0: without that if, amazing show of Americana. <laughs> yep. If you want to see a show and go. I cannot believe that is still in this, that this park. That still exist, yeah. Go see we, the Country Bear Jamboree.
2: They've taken scenes out of every other attraction <laughs> for political correctness, yet somehow we still have the entire show of the Country <laughs> Bear Jamboree.
0: I mean, we didn't mention- Riddle me this. We didn't mention Hall, Hall of Presidents. We didn't mention Haunted Mansion. We didn't mention Peter Pan's Flight.
1: Oh, oh Peter Pan, yeah. I Peter said, Pan, I said haunted one. mansion.
0: Yeah, Christina said haunted mansion.
2: Oh yeah, but that's
1: good. yeah, Peter it, Pan. Wow,
2: Dumbo's
0: flying elephant, great ride. Dumbo, Gosh, is, that's is. actually Classic. one
1: of my tips. But we'll get yeah. there.
0: Maybe we'll get we, there. maybe we do a Magic Kingdom with young kids and Magic Kingdom with older kids down the road because it's so hard to you know distinguish those two days. If you want to go ride Dumbo and Small World and Haunted Mansion for your younger kids, but you want to do Splash and Big Thunder and Space for your older kids, that's where Magic Kingdom can get a little tough and you just have to give everybody one. Everybody gets one. You pick your ride. You pick your ride. You pick your ride. Well, that's just a great tip in general for vacation for families that have,
2: you know, multi-generational parties. It's like, hey, what's the one thing that
0: you want to do today and you'll be happy with? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right, now, dining is a little bit different because I feel like in the other three parks, dining comes super easy, right? Especially if you don't have reservations. But for me, I actually think Magic Kingdom has, gosh, I hate saying this out loud, has the worst (laughs) dining of the four parks. It's okay, you can admit it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's got some of my favorite snacks, which we'll get to, but if you're thinking quick service options, I normally recommend Pecos Bill Cafe. Yep. Yep. That's that's my
2: favorite. That's my go-to.
0: And other than that, I'm like, uh, you know, then it really gets into your classic theme park food, right? Yeah. You want a burger, fries. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Pecos Bills is fantastic. It's over by you know Splash Mountain, Big Thunder, back in that area, and um, you know, I just love it because I can get some nachos and churros and call it a day, or Mm -hmm. some tacos. Oh, so yeah, they're Mexicans. Is good. It really is. It's a great spot.
1: And they and used honestly, to have like, that bo- that that toppings bar.
2: Oh, the toppings wow. bar. Covid got that. Covid Rest got the top. <laughs> <sighs>
1: you could literally um, make your own salad at like you could have made your own oh, salad I know. there. It's great. They
2: had that um they had that like roasted corn salsa mm-hmm. too and like And guacamole. At one point, no, at one point they had the guac and then they took it away and they charged for it <laughs> pre COVID. Smart
0: those jokers <laughs> figured it out.
2: Yeah, Pecos Bills, that's a great one, because honestly, like the Magic Kingdom, it can be so hot. I mean, you're in Orlando, and like, I just don't want like a massive like burger or fried chicken or yeah. like, I don't know, it's, for some reason to me, that feels lighter and it's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. So, sure. um, yeah, I love that. That's a great one. Another place I love that, honestly, I haven't eaten there a ton lately, but if you're looking for a great table service option is Liberty Tree Tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're like, honestly, people always want dinner. And I feel like Magic Kingdom, it's great to do a, your table service for lunch in the hottest part of the day, like a later lunch, like maybe a one or something. yep, um, And then do a quick service or snack. Um, but yeah, I love, I love Liberty Tree. It's like an all you care to eat Thanksgiving dinner, um, they have a amazing dessert and like, it's just fantastic. So that's a really good option for a table service meal. In my
1: opinion, it's funny right, because so- it's true. Sorry, Olson. It's funny because it's true what you say that maybe magic kingdom does not have the best food, but I love their quick service options. They, for me, Friars nook in Fantasyland has really good, not, um, not tachos, um, Loaded, loaded tots. Tot- yeah, loaded tater tots. Tater tots. Those have- are good. So good. That is true. And that's not like burgers. It's not like Cosmic Rays where it's burgers and fries. They do have really nice little hidden gems. And I think that's one of them. You could get um, loaded buffalo chicken tots there, macaroni and cheese tots, which are my go-to because that's just disgusting on disgusting. But, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah. it's delicious on delicious. Um, and then my all-time favorite food at at Magic Kingdom is Sleepy Hollow. It's right mm. behind the castle. They have this sweet and spicy chicken wall, fried chicken on top of a waffle, and it's just amazing. So yep. obviously they do have those chicken nugget burger fries options, but there are some hidden gems there, and don't, don't sleep on Columbia Harbor House either.
0: I don't think I've ever eaten at Columbia Harbor House. I mean, nothing like we were saying, the heat of Magic Kingdom <laughs> never makes me crave fish. For some okay. reason, when I walk by, I'm like, mm, nah, no fish. I get but that.
2: I love Columbia me Harbor House. It's a
0: great option to me. They have so, like fried
1: right. fish and fries, and oh man, that's good.
0: All right. So here's what I was going to say just in case. So let's say you have a magic wand, and your fairy godmother said, I gave you a dining reservation for today at Magic Kingdom. Because, you know, Christina does love the, the quick service options, but Magic Kingdom does have some great table service options. So if you're listening to this and you're either more than 60 days or in good times more than six months out from your dining and you're getting ready for Magic Kingdom, where would you guys recommend they get a table service reservation at for Magic Kingdom?
1: Well, I guess Cinderella's.
2: Yeah, you have to I mean we can't we can't do this show without talking about the two the two options to eat in a castle. So yep. Cinderella's Royal Table and then uh you know you can obviously also eat inside of the Beast Castle uh back in Fantasyland. So both of those I mean if we're talking experience wise those are super cool experiences. Yep. Um especially if it's your first trip. Yeah. So
0: I agree. Yeah. Cinderella's royal table. You got. As soon as I said it out loud, I was like, "They're going to make fun of me again for the steak." <laughs> best steak, steak on property. <laughs> One of the best steaks on property. You can't. You can't say it. But somebody went there the other I day, and it. they they told me I was right. They were like, "We got the steak at Cinderella's royal table. You were right." And I was like, "Thank you." Tell my podcast well, hosts. <laughs> um, Cinderella's royal table is such. Even though they don't have the character experience the same way right now. I would still go because I love the fact that you're eating in Cinderella's castle. It's so
1: cool. So cool.
0: (laughs) But I'm not a big fan of be our guest other than the atmosphere. And we've talked about that. So. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. For sure. Um, I would not pay the $60 per person to eat there right now. It's mm -hmm. worth it for quick service though.
1: Yes.
2: So we, we went down this last weekend. It was a makeup trip. We were supposed to go last at the end of last year. With my brother and his new wife, Jenna, um, to kind of celebrate, shout out, to celebrate their wedding, but, you know, COVID and all the things. So um, we went this past weekend on that trip that was rescheduled, and we actually ate dinner per their request at Skipper's Canteen oh. in Adventureland. I ate there, I think the second month it was open, yes. which was like five years ago, and we haven't been back since. And it was fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: They, I hundred percent agree with you. I got the pork chop that came with like rice and bok choy, which was good. Like it was good. Yep. Mallory got the pad thai, decent, and I was so mad because it was so good. Like (laughs) I kept getting bites, and she was. I thought she was gonna stab me with her fork because (laughs) I kept getting bites of her noodles and (laughs) vegetables and chicken. Um, I'm gonna have to try that. I haven't haven't had that one yet. Oh, and it's like it's spicy, like not Mm. overly spicy, but it's like. It's good and spicy and um it's like Tang kicking the mouth. That's right. Mal and her friend Julie got the um I guess they're known for their like housemade sangrias, mm. which that's another thing. You can't really you can't get drinks anywhere in Magic Kingdom, alcoholic drinks. Correct. Unless you're at a table service restaurant. Yeah. Um and even then it's mostly just like beer and wine. Um not but, Gaston's Tavern Protein. No, there you get apple <laughs> There's juice. There's
0: no <laughs> alcohol at Gaston's Tavern. Nope. It would make
2: sense. I give it three more years and there's gonna be <laughs> pop up carts everywhere. It's gonna um, be craft beers with guests on. That's right. But they liked the sangria. So that was like a that was a fantastic meal. So and honestly, I feel like you can get a skippered canteen reservation yeah. much easier than a lot of the other places. So yeah, don't sleep on it. I just that's a great one. point.
1: Mm-hmm. Just right know now? that it's
2: an adventurous menu. So
1: love it.
0: You just got a reservation right now?
1: No, I mean, like I just got one a couple weeks ago. Yes, oh, while yeah. I'm recording this podcast, I'm. No, that's are... a good.
0: That's a good point, though, Tim. I have done where I haven't had a wa- I haven't had a reservation there, and I've had a successful walk up experience. Okay, nice. So, yeah, I would completely agree. It is my f- my favorite restaurant all around table service wise at Magic Kingdom. The food is amazing. It was delicious. The atmosphere is amazing. The waiters are supposed to be that, like, Jungle Cruise skipper, kind of witty, funny. Um, The Punchline Punch is one of my favorite drinks there. It has such a spicy rim, and it's mango juice. Oh, so good. But I would recommend the Taste Like Chicken because it is. That is Mm. fantastic there. Yep. And the cachapas, if I said (laughs) that right.
1: Um, You brought up a really good point, Tim. There is no alcohol in the Magic Kingdom Aside from those two sit down restaurants, so mm-hmm. or three, um, mm-hmm. so that I think all of them have it now. I feel yeah,
2: like. I think all sit downs have an option because I I know, like at Liberty Tree, you can get ciders. And oh, yeah, beers, I forgot about
1: um, Liberty Tree.
0: How um, many sit has some? Tony's? There's a lot There's more. The, oh, yeah, the okay Palace, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you need it at the so. Crystal Palace. Oh, you gosh. See Winnie the Pooh walking around,
1: but that's a that's fairly right. new thing because they didn't it even is. serve alcohol in those sit downs for a while until maybe oh, yeah. a, like two or three years ago. And then I remember it being a really big deal that you could get wine at Be Our Guest, right? And now, I, so yeah, you're right. Now it's I now actually it's had
2: probably one of the best glasses of champagne I've ever had at S- Be Our Stop. Guest. No, <laughs> leg- legitimately.
1: I was like, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it was it was really good. Um,
1: I'm proud of you but, yeah, for even having so. some.
0: Hey, thanks, friend. Growing <laughs> up. That's awesome. Yeah. I would I would completely agree. And yeah, if you don't know, they didn't have it because that was a big important deal to Walt Disney. He wanted it to be a safe haven for families. And so alcohol wasn't allowed in the Disney parks until very recently. So there you go. Yep. All right. Rounding down the episode. Pro tips. What are your pro tips for Magic Kingdom?
1: My pro tip is don't be fooled by the Dumbo wait time mm, because good. they have a genius way to do their cue. And of course, right now, not right now during COVID, but if just let's pretend it doesn't exist for a minute and... You will go um, into the the queue for a little bit and then they will give you like a restaurant beeper and then you can go and play with with your kids in a playground, in an indoor playground that is amazing. I mean, they have like bleachers off to the side so the parents can sit there while their kids just run amok. And when your beeper beeps, then it's time for you to go on the ride. And we need more of that. But yeah, if you didn't know that, that is my number one tip is that the line in Dumbo is actually a playground. Of course, not right now during COVID, but if you're listening to this after the fact, that is a fact.
0: Love it. totally.
2: Um, So my pro tip, I think, has less to do with being inside the park, but if Magic Kingdom is important for you, I would just highly suggest um, staying on or around the monorail Yep. So, it's if great. you're not familiar, the monorail stops at the Magic Kingdom, and then there's three deluxe resorts, the Contemporary, the Polynesian, and the Grand Floridian. Um, and, I mean, the most convenient resort, in my opinion, is the Contemporary, mm-hmm. if yep. you're going to be doing a lot of Magic Kingdom. Yep. They do have a walkway now to the Grand Floridian. It's a bit longer than the Contemporary's walkway. so Yes. I mean, it's legitimately a five-minute walk from the Contemporary to the Magic Kingdom you get to do your own personal security check and it's much easier than getting off of a boat or a monorail or bus. Um, And so I would highly suggest that. And also keeping in mind the monorail loop, um, if dining is an issue for you, if you can't find a great dining reservation, or maybe you are doing two or three full days of the magic kingdom on your trip, I would suggest maybe, doing the park until lunchtime, and then Mm. take a monorail over to one of those resorts. Nice. Grab lunch at that resort. If you have a kid, Austin, I know you and Mackenzie's are pros at this. Maybe they can take a little nap in the stroller in the nice air-conditioned lobby of a beautiful resort. You can get a snack. Maybe that's where you find your alcoholic beverage. And then you just uh, loop back around over to the Magic Kingdom for, you know, afternoon and evening in the park so it's a good way to break it up and get a little rest time if you're not going you know on a bus all the way back to your resort or whatever so
0: that's my pro tip perfect and here's here's why that's such an important pro tip because even if you're parking at magic kingdom it takes forever to get into the entrance of the park because it's the one park that you have let's say you're parking there you park in the parking lot and then you get on the monorail To go around the lake into magic kingdom and it can take a solid hour and a half from the time you leave where you even if you're on property until the time you get in the park and Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter if you're taking the ferry if you're taking the monorail it takes a long time and so rather than you know a lot of people love this strategy get to the park early go back take a nap and then come back to finish out the day exactly what you said tim i always recommend just chill at one of the monorail resorts you don't have to be staying there to hang out in those lobbies and they're gorgeous lobbies. They've got restaurants, they've got quick service options. They've got great places to hang out and play. Grand Floridian and Polynesian both have beaches that you can just hang out in the sand. So that is such an important pro tip because it saves you hours of time from going back to your resort. If you're not staying at one of those monorail resorts, last pro tip for me, I would say, and this is a post COVID pro tip But every show, the parade, if it's at three o'clock or two o'clock, depending on what happens after this airs, the nighttime spectacular, I'm hoping that they bring Happily Ever After back. I don't see why they wouldn't. Both of those things are two of the best attractions in the parks. And if you want the best experience possible, you have to be there at least 30 minutes prior to whatever the posted showtime is. So if the parade is going to be at two, make sure you grab a spot and we could debate where the best spots are. I like Main Street, Um, but grab a spot right on the corner of the curb. So right, if you're like sitting in front of the curb, they're going to actually ask you to leave. But if you're sitting on the curb as close to the street as possible, that is going to be the best spot. And sometimes you just post up there, you get a stroller, you get a towel, and you're just saving the spot for the family. Same thing goes for happily ever after. The fireworks slash projection slash amazing nighttime spectacular that will come back post COVID. It is fifteen minutes, and it is one of the most amazing experiences that you can have in the parks. So don't leave early and miss it because it is absolutely amazing. Yep. Um, and if you stay for it, don't leave right after it ends because that's when everyone leaves. And yeah, so take your time. Do one more attraction. Go get a treat or something, but don't leave right then. I know you'll be tempted to. Sometimes I am, but you end up waiting just as long as if you just hung out in the park for like 30 more minutes.
1: 100%. You get to see a kiss goodnight, which is cute.
0: That's right. But it's such a great park. It's so... I mean, there's a reason it is, you know, when you think of Walt Disney World, that is what comes to mind. And a lot of people go there And the crowds are the crowds, and that is the one con of Magic Kingdom. But there's a reason that everybody goes there, and it's because it's amazing. It's because in 1971, it changed the standard for what Walt Disney World, what the theme park would look like. And it's amazing. So I hope you have a great time, and I hope that this episode helps you experience it in the best way possible. We'll see you guys real soon.
1: Bye, everyone.
0: Bye, guys.
2: Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Travelmation Podcast. And now it's time for Trivia with Tim. Last week's question was, how many countries are there in the World Showcase? Congratulations to Victoria Jones with the correct answer of 11. And now for this week's question and your chance to win some fun Travelmation swag. What is one Magic Kingdom attraction that we did not mention on today's episode? To submit your answer, just head over to travelmation.net slash trivia Or just message us on Instagram and we will announce the answer and the winner on next week's episode. See you real soon.